Wingtip. Good afternoon. It is January 9th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. Zach, it was quite the weekend. I will ask you this reluctantly, but how are you, buddy? Will, I am doing fantastic today. Everybody said it couldn't be done. You laughed at my plan. That was after week 14. I was down six points. That means I needed to get six picks correct that you did not get correct to tie. I had no idea how the tiebreaker was going to work, but I got three picks over you this weekend as I created a miraculous comeback, one for the ages, and I beat you by one pick. You didn't beat me. You beat yourself. No, no, not even that. We should. There's no. There's no actual gambling that should ever happen on the last week of the season. It's a disaster. It should have been over last week, just like this whole season should have been over. I, you know, you got lucky back to back weeks. You got lucky with the picks and all this nonsense, and you got lucky in your fantasy matchups, which just ended. They just, they just ended the game. They just said, "No, better luck next year, guys." Biggest game of the year. See ya. Tons of players playing right now. Two of the best fantasy franchise teams between the Bengals and the Bills. We're just wiped off the slate on a championship week. Shut it down. Unbelievably it down. inexcusable in, in any other. And, and you know what? There's a reason that the championship was last, last week and when it wasn't this week. Because anything could happen this last week. Nothing ever makes sense. And I thought picking the wacky teams would almost make sense. And somehow you going chalk almost made the most sense. And that that's the most disheartening part about this is that I actually got lucky. I probably should have lost by two. We're going to talk about Houston. Not a whole lot, but I guess I'll just squeeze it in right now. Houston threw away the number one pick yesterday, which is the only thing that benefited me that went my way. And they had so many chances. They were up by double digits multiple times in that game. And they could have just they could have just let it go. And then they had a, a miracle comeback, essentially. Probably their best and their only comeback of the year. And then they won a game. So I got that pick right. I actually think you should have won by two because I don't even want to count that. But in all reality, if we do this again next year, I'm wiping the last week off the slate. There's no way this should matter. You, you shouldn't be able to come back this far in the last week. It's just complete disaster was by far my worst week of the year not even close like significantly worse I was so much more consistent the whole year rough 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 ending and I'm not even sure if we got it right I'm not even sure if this all makes sense I I I feel swindled a little bit I'm not even sure what I gambled on this one (laughs) and that's that's the worst part is I'm not even sure what consequences are awaiting me uh, you have to do the beer mile, right? That's that's what I remember. I think it was actually like there were a few punishments. I think it was like the beer mile. I think you had to like walk up a ski hill with no shirt on. I think does this all does this ring any bells to you? No, I don't think we actually put anything on this, did we? I don't remember officially doing that. Now that's why I was kind of trying to look at everything, saying like, hey, did we? Yeah, no. Uh, what I what I actually remember was it was um. Uh, the loser had to had to pay like the podcast fees that we that we that you deal with anyway. Oh, that's all right. Well, I guess we can continue the podcast for another year. Otherwise, I'm like, no, I lost the bet. I'm not doing it. Just we're we're done. This is, shut shut it down. <laughs> shut down the whole podcast. The season's over. I'm done. I I'm so disheartened on my all of my sports gambling, all of my football gambling, despite doing very very well with my picks on a weekly basis. As a whole, it was a disaster. I I went 500 in just about all of my fantasy leagues. I only got into the playoffs in one of them. You had a far more successful season, but between the picks and Very that, successful. Why don't Why don't you give us your fantasy advice uh, for how how you did it all? Uh, actually, you know what? Let me sum it up for you real quick. Just draft Christian McCaffrey. That's that's the only advice Zach's ever given on the podcast. But sure, go ahead, share some more winning tips with us. You know, be be generous. So I had 
I, w- I was in I was in four leagues. Uh, one of them just barely missed the uh, missed the playoffs. That was the one I won the championship in uh, last year. So that's going on to a to a new home. Uh, lost another one in the in the semifinals, and then in the other two uh, championships coming my way. Uh, both in the uh, I, w- I consider my my main leagues, and yes, I definitely got very lucky on the, uh, the the game cancellation and when it was canceled on I had gotten just enough points to beat one guy and just enough that I didn't get enough points against me to get beat. So really uh, thread it, thread the needle on that. Uh, only had Chris McCaffrey in one of those leagues, but I mean that is one of like the main the main uh, suggestions. I think I had some other ones this year. I think you're really hitting hard on last year when it was draft Christian McCaffrey, but this year, this year it really worked. I'm not hitting hard on any particular year. The only advice you've given the last four years has been draft Christian McCaffrey, of which this is the only year he actually completed a season. This year, this year, it really, it really worked. The the trade uh, it helped me even more because I had the, the 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 handcuff, so it went from a uh, guy that is never going to play unless something terrible happens to. Well, now I have one really good guy and one. Starter. Serviceable uh, flex guy. Yeah, he, he went from one guy and one bench guy to two starters that are getting all the workload. Although he got into yeah. a, a little bit of a tizzy yesterday, huh? He got tossed. I, I'm not sure. That was kind of a weird. There was some weird stuff that happened yesterday. I want to get to everything, and I'm so happy that you chose to open with the important topic that I lost on the bets of picks here. That apparently doesn't even cost us anything. It's already <laughs> I am paying. It's. It's uh, it's some sad news here and some better news here. The, the Demar Hamlin was the real news of the week, and I was reluctant with you. I, I refused to like say like, hey, he, we shouldn't play this weekend until at least he's okay. Because I, I didn't really feel mm-hmm. comfortable with anyone proceeding on with it. And I, I understand it's the last week. You have no flexibility here. I I thought let's make that Pro Bowl week or whatever it is, Pro Bowl Skills Week now or Media Week or whatever you want to call it that week before the Super Bowl. There's your flexibility there. Let's push everything one week. Now, I know the scheduling is, is a nightmare, and, and these arenas are doing far more than just football games. I'm sure there's other weekends and other events going on and other times that you can't just push it all around. But at the same time, you're the NFL. You can do whatever you want. They, they, they we're still going to tune in and watch. Right? The most distasteful stuff that's ever happened in the NFL, we still watch. So I'm, I'm not saying that they couldn't have done it. All in all, I'm just happy that DeMar Hamlin seems to be healthy, and he was healthy enough. For for them to I think to proceed on with with this following weekend that we just saw, all the madness that just happened. I I wouldn't have been okay with it if he wasn't all right or non responsive. Playing yesterday, I, you 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 said that like they had to go forward, but do you think that there was a chance that they were considering delaying that week? And if the results weren't what they are now, would you think that was a crazy idea? I, I was surprised that they didn't play uh, the Bills Bengals game on Tuesday. I thought it was going to be okay. Everyone, you know, no one really knows what's going on right now. It, clearly, you know, the coach, the coaches talked and said, "Hey, you know, th- this isn't happening." So that kind of forced the the NFL's hand. And I thought it was going to be a okay. Immediately, NFL guys are, are churning. Okay, how can we get this game in? Well, you can only wait so many days before it's too late. You could play a game probably on Tuesday and then play again on on, on Sunday. Uh, anything closer than that? I mean, I think we did a little bit of that during uh, during COVID. So when that didn't happen, I was surprised. And once that didn't happen, I, I mean, there were some you know crazy ideas like you're saying of uh, m- moving everything out a week. But then it's like, well, well, hold on. So you're gonna play one game this weekend, and then all the other game like, and then there was talk of maybe adding uh, uh, an eighth team 
to the to the playoffs, but it, it was like a big jump. So once it didn't happen on Tuesday, I think the the cancellation was the most likely outcome. Do you think it was? Are you all right with the decision? Because the for me, I feel like they just completely devalued. We, we played sixteen games this year, regular season. And I feel like we mock basketball and we mock baseball all the time for having such long seasons. And then only so so many teams get in. Although baseball is kind of letting anybody in now. They, everyone gets in at the last bit here, which is it's also silly. It devalues. Why did we just play 300 games all year when it didn't even matter? And then, you know, it just it seems to me that the home field mattered so much that these are two good teams between the Bengals and the Bills, who are higher ranked teams where home field is actually relevant. It's not just maybe they have it in the first round and they're going to lose it from here on. This is a two and three seed we're talking about here. So th- for me. To have this neutral site scenario or whatever it ends up being seems a little crazy to me. That and I'm not sure if it's entirely the better decision. I was only okay, I was okay with doing the one week this the one game this week only because I didn't think Demar Hamlin was going to be all right. I mean, we haven't seen CPR on the field. We haven't seen guys not wave their hand when they get off the field. Like I, I if he if the guy just raises his hand and waves while he's in the the stretcher. I think it's a completely different story. It's a scary moment for mm-hmm. sure. We probably take a little break, you know, get your guys ready to warm up. But the fact that he was basically unconscious and kind of unconscious, to my understanding, for multiple days, that's where this became a very, very special case scenario. Because I didn't want to play Sunday with a game going on and get the announcement like, "Hey, guess what? Demar Hamlin didn't make it. We're still going to play today." Because that could have happened in the middle of Sunday if, if they didn't get the okay with him. I'm I'm happy we didn't go down that scenario, but that was my main reason for arguing for adjusting the schedule and not doing what they ended up doing. But thankfully, DeMar's okay, and I don't need to rant about this scenario of how you don't really get to put a price on a life, man. It's, it's kind of tricky. I don't know what the right world, the right, like, I don't know what the right procedure should have been. It, it feels like it's such a messy situation that regardless of what you do, something's not going to be perfect because this is such an unideal situation to be in. So I, I guess all in all, I'm all right with it. But do you, do you think this potential neutral field thing is, is okay or like, what are you hoping for out of this? It, it's, it, I think the, my, my biggest issue with it is that it's so convoluted, which probably means like a lot of thought went into it of, okay, this is what happens. And I, I think there was a, a possibility of a, of a coin flip in, in a certain situation. So it, it still I, might I be a coin you're, flip. You're making, you're making the, the, the best of a, of a unfortunate situation and, you know, our team isn't involved with it. I'm sure it might feel a little bit different if that was the case. But like like you said, Hamlin is headed in the right direction. I saw right before the podcast that he uh, is getting moved from the Cincinnati hospital to a hospital in, in Buffalo. So kind of you know being able to be moved, headed in the in the right direction towards home. So that's that's great news. And I, I just I'm just like if, if you're all uh, you know upset that it's not the perfect situation for your football team, which if it comes down to this, it means you're in the AFC championship game. So you had a pretty successful season and would it be great if it had gone normally? Sure. I think everybody wants that, but guy got hit. There was, was a, there was an incident, you know, his heart stopped. This, this doesn't seem that bad. All right. Well, if you're Cincinnati, you've had some recent success. You went to a Super Bowl just last year and the bills have kind of been in these championship games at least more than once at this point. If you're a fan of these teams, how do you like the idea of knowing that, hey, we're in the AFC Championship. We got a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. I guess I'll book my ticket to Cleveland or Detroit or wherever this neutral site ends up being because it's not going to be down the road. Like, how do you feel about like That doesn't seem right either. This is a playoff game. This, like We just went to a Celtics game last year for, for, for first round. 
Awesome Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant game against the Nets. We ended up sweeping them. Awesome, awesome game to be at. Can you imagine if we just had to drive to New York City to MSG to see that game? Like how different that would have been? It's, it's a playoff game. It's it definitely would have been, but I mean, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is neutral site. Uh, college football championships tonight, that's neutral site. Uh, March Madness, those are all pretty much neutral sites. So it's not unprecedented. And you got to – they're trying to make it as fair as possible in a, in a wonky situation. Oh, it's fine. It'll just devalue all 16 games. You know, maybe maybe next year you can just flip a coin. 17 games. Well, don't you only play 16 in the 17 weeks? No, there's 18. Oh, weeks. there's 18 weeks and 17 games. All right, whatever. Plus yeah, one, they minus just one. Extended it last year. Yeah. Go ahead. Sue me. Cancel the podcast. I, I canceled the payments. My my credit card's been declined. It's 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 over. <laughs> Podbean is no longer renewing the the podcast year. All right. Well, all the, the scheduling aside, and the and the drama of all that there, there was football played it wasn't played very well I, I don't know which game to start with but I, I feel like we should start with the Patriots because that's probably who we're gonna have the biggest take on and be the most passionate about and happily I'm I'm happy now that I don't have to talk about the Patriots for x amount of weeks because I could talk about this disaster of a game for hours of we only lost by 12 we give up two two not one two special teams Massive mistakes of touchdowns, not even just big drives, just returns, kickoff returns for touchdowns, two of them in one game to the same guy, a guy that the Colts just cut and traded too. also that this any team could have had Heinz, any team could have had two touchdowns last week if they just gave it to Heinz. But it's it's just so infuriating between that, the special teams not showing up, the offense finally putting up some points. I mean, just if you were to play back the scenario and say, hey, take off the 14 points from Buffalo and add whatever you need to add to, to the Patriots here and say, hey, we scored over 20 points. We got a chance to win this game. That's what hurts so much about this is that the, the offense was able to put up some points. The defense did their job. They forced turnovers. They were just spectacular again. And the special teams just between missing kicks all year and the the, the, the two returns. I don't ever have to worry about this until next year. Belichick already said he's coming back, but do you think we had a realistic chance of winning this game the other day, or am I just crazy for saying, like, yeah, just subtract 14 points? Uh, I mean, you got to remember that they, they scored immediately. Doesn't mean that they couldn't have drove down the field and also scored. We had trouble stopping them in the past. But just unreal, the, the, the whole season, we had so many opportunities. And again, yesterday, had the opportunity – I, like, I just don't know how this is all falling apart so quickly. I mean, the, the the special teams, that has nothing to do with Mac Jones. You know, heavily on the offense, you're right. Mac Jones is, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. He looked worse this year than he did last year, or maybe the expectations were higher or something. But how is this impacting special teams? Before this, I think I, I saw a stat. It was something like, not the last time we gave up two kick returns. Like, the last time we gave a kick return, and then the time before that was something like over 277 games ago. We went the entire teens. It was like 2010 to 2021, not giving up a single kick return touchdown. And yesterday we did it twice. It's just to be down 7 nothing when you, you have an offense and you know is struggling and you have a defense you know that wants to compete. And you're just putting an arm behind the back of both of them. Just say, like, yeah, all right, defense. We're just, we gave them seven already. Good luck. This is, this is already a team that's better than us. And if you're the offense, you're like, hey, man, I was hoping we would only have to score 14 points this game. We just gave up seven. We're, like, halfway there. This is – the game hasn't even started. It, it, just just not, not a good year. I 
I mean, I was almost pulling for the Steelers for a little bit there. I wasn't sure what I wanted to happen. A whole bunch of games had to play out a certain way. We really got the ball rolling, though, by kind of staying in this game and and Miami's in just a standstill 6-6 against the Jets for way too long. Yep. We could talk about how d- ugly that game was. Uh, I think one thing we're going to do going forward, I'm just going to mention this now, is uh, before the season, the weeks leading up to it, we talked about each division, and we ranked the teams on there, and we kind of talked a little bit about that, and then we did some quarterback checking in the midseason. We're going to do some postseason stuff uh, following next week when the games start to die down a little bit because we're down, we're down to the very few picks this week. Uh yeah, I'm 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 still upset over losing the picks. I feel like I had to lead the whole year, the whole year, the whole year. It wasn't until the last four games. And and the worst part about it is, I think I messaged you saying these are the guys I'm relying on right now. It was like, what was it, Mike White, Davis Mills, and I don't even know it was some some other no no name guy. And and you were like, well, look at the guys I'm rooting for, and they were even worse. I can't even remember the guys <laughs> of the names you said. So- Sam Ellinger, yeah, like. The, the six quarterbacks were just, uh, before the season started, you would never would have expected to be saying those names. It's way too relevant to all that. Uh, all right, so other drama that happened yesterday. The, the Detroit Lions, like the stealthy little team that they are, just said, nah, you know what? We don't care. We're going to win today. We're, we're, we care, and we don't like Aaron Rodgers, and we don't like Green Bay. We're, we're going to show up to win for a game that essentially means nothing. So I... I, I congratulate them for, for giving them the boot and just kind of uh, rewarding everyone here. I, I still would have loved to see the scenario because we're going to talk about some quarterback rankings of who's left in the league right now for the playoffs, where Rodgers would have been. Like, so kind of keep that in the back of your mind when we go down that, that list. But all in all, I mean, Detroit going into next year, is this, is this a good sign? Is, is, this, is this great? Did you just force Aaron Rodgers to retire? Maybe that was the best part about winning this game? Like, what, what What's going on with this team? Like, have you ever seen a team show up like this for a game that they really should have lost? It's like they had nothing to play for. The Packers had to – all they had to do was win and get in. They're at home. i just shocked. I thought they were going to come out much more aggressively. And it was a lot of a lot of field goals, a lot of missed field goals in the first half. And then they just they, – they couldn't get it done. I, I, I still just I still just don't get it. All right. Well, are there any other games you want to talk about yesterday of how you managed to swindle this this entire game? Is it's pretty uh, it's pretty messy. Well, There's not really like there's just some tight games, but none of them are super relevant beyond I think kind of the ones you touched on. No, just on. more that uh, you, you you touched on it on it briefly, but the, the the Texans converting two fourth and tens to fourth and twenty win. It was fourth and twenty. Oh, so four so two fourth and ten pluses in the same drive to score the touchdown, then go for two to win the game, to lose the first-round pick, and immediately coach gets fired. I'm like, nope, get out of here. I wouldn't have fired Lovey. I, I wouldn't. At least I, I wouldn't have fired him for that. If, if he was already done regardless of the outcome of this game, you know, so be it. I, I don't think that was necessarily a mistake. I wouldn't have fired him over that. He's only been there one year. What were your expectations for Houston? Like, this was just a babysitting job then? He's, you're just going to do this temporarily. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Yeah, they'll be on their fourth coach in four years next year. Well, we all know how successful that works out. What was the last team that had four coaches four years and was good? Never? Did that ever happen? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's probably a lot. that's probably a, a short list of teams, if any list of teams of that. All right, well, we got through the week. The playoffs are coming. The announcements are here. The rankings are in. We're going to do some picks of the games. But I think before, it's a little bit more interesting to me because in football, the quarterback position is such a valuable sp- position where you can do 
if you don't have that guy, you're not going to win a lot of games, basically. All right, I'm not saying you can win the whole whole thing on your own with the sh- everything on your back, but it's certainly an advantage that I don't think a lot of these teams have. I mean, I'm being generous here. I think there's maybe three quarterbacks I would confidently want starting on my roster going into this week. There's probably two little shaky ones, and then like the rest are like, no, like anyone but that, right? Like we could do better than that. Uh, do you want to do the AFC NFC rankings? Or do you want to just do them? right across the board here. I think the first couple will more or less agree with. I think the last couple are where it's like, all right, yeah, take your picture. You want that over this? Sure. I don't care. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, I'll kick it off, though, with the, the first one here. I think Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the league. I think uh, he just showed it. I mean, I was – I picked – I got cute, right? I picked the Raiders yesterday. I thought the Chiefs have kind of had so many slow starts over the last – like five weeks, they've just gotten slow starts, and there's been games where they've just let teams hang around. And I was like, they don't really need this game. This is the perfect game where a team that just had a big week last week in the Raiders is going to hang around and they're going to have a chance to win this game of that may not have the most relevance to the Chiefs, especially knowing the results of, of the Bills-Bengals game where I don't think any of those teams had a chance to catch up to them because they just didn't play that last week. So uh, I got I got Mahomes one. Are we in agreement on that? I think that's an easy one, right? Yep, yep. I got, yeah, I got Mahomes one. I think it gets a little shaky at number two here. I got Burrow at two. I'm just valuing that Super Bowl run a little bit more. As well as, you know, Josh Allen and the Bills, you know, as much as Burrow threw a bunch of interceptions earlier in the year, Josh Allen's been throwing them late in the year. And for me, that's that's the wrong time of year to start getting a little cute and not throwing throwing the ball away, not really taking care of it. So I I got Burrow at two. We may have a disagreement on that one. Uh, Did you go Allen with two? Yeah, I went Allen with two. Any real argument for that he's, one, or do you think this is he's, close? He's, he's a little bit older. Uh, you know, Burrow had the nice run last year, but I think that Josh Allen has been doing it a little bit longer. Uh, you know, he does have to play. I, I guess Burrow had to play, play in the elements as well, but kind of that, like, well, more recently, it's like, well, the, the weather is not as nice in Buffalo as it is in September, so it might give him a little uh, little benefit of the doubt there. All right, you got Burrow at three then? No, I got Burrow at five. You got Burrow at five. All right. Well, why don't you go on and, and tell your number three then? Because I, I thought that was like the three gimme. All right. Sure. Who we got? Number three. This is a surprising one. You may have heard of this guy. One Tom Brady. <laughs> you said when we were doing this, this wasn't no, yeah, about yeah. the team. This was the quarterback in a, in the vacuum. And as I was looking through the list, you know, Brady didn't have like the most necessarily like success this year, but I think he did break his own record for uh, for completions in a season. Of course, all these records are gonna are being broken this year and last year because there's a there's an entire extra game, but he's still slinging slinging the ball around. If that game is close, or we saw it this year, down two scores, and there's not a ton of time left, but Brady's back there. All of a sudden, the two minute drill is you know untouchable, and in the playoffs. A lot of times that's just going to come down to it. And there are going to be other guys that might be better athletes, might be better quarterbacks at this point in their career, but have not been through this and, you know, might get a little tight, might get a little nervous. If the game's close next week or, yeah, you know, next week and Brady is involved with it, you think he's going to be like, super nervous and tight? No, it's like I've been through this dozens of times. This is fine. I got this. I know exactly what we're doing. All right. This is the new the new feeling that Brady's had this year. This is the first time he's ever had this where he's like, Oh, thank God it's close. I can win this game. Cause it's just like, cause I think he could win any close game. It's just a matter of, can we just keep it close? Cause there's, there's a number of times that it happened this year already where he looked up the scoreboard and he was like, I'm good, but I'm not that good. At least not anymore. Or at least this is not worth it. It'll be worth it. This, this, this time it's the playoffs. It's winter. Go home. 
to have an excellent home game against the Cowboys, which everyone mockingly predicted. And, and now it's happened, and now it's a reality. The Cowboys were miserable yesterday. That's probably their worst game of the year, and that's with Dak Prescott. So that just, just add that up. I didn't have Brady. I had Brady number two for the NFC. I had him seven overall. Now there's a there's a floating Lamar in here. All right, did you have Lamar on your list, Lamar Jackson? Uh, I had him at six. So I have him at six. If he plays, I got him at six. If he doesn't play, whoever does play, sorry man, bottom of the list. Like this is the playoffs, right? Back no no backup here should be ahead of any starter that's in the playoffs. Right? I just I just can't do it. All right, so I got Lamar floating at six for my own list here. Uh, all right, so you got Brady at three. I had uh, Josh Allen at three. Who do you got at four? Jalen Hurts. Uh, saw him playing yesterday. Uh, you know, similar to some of these other guys on the list, where there's a uh, an injury concern, but he is actually back. Where some of these other guys are haven't played in a few weeks, and that's got to be an issue. So I like the idea of he played last week, kind of got you know his feet back under him, and he's been killing it all year. So he's got to be up there. I had him as the top quarterback in the NFC, and I had him as the fifth overall for a year. I went with Justin Herbert at four. I don't love the pick, but I think it's a little bit more of – I'm a little weirded out by the injury situation in Jalen Hurts where it's like, all right, is he actually healthy or is he just healthy enough to come back? And he, Look, the Eagles were good this year. I, I don't know if I necessarily gave them the most credit throughout the year. I mean, the undefeated talk was nonsense, and I think it was a little bit of an easy schedule, but I, I just think a banged-up Hurts – it lowers it a little bit for me. If he comes back and is spectacularly healthy, like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll upgrade him right there. He could easily be full. Well, remember, too, uh, I, I guess this kind of goes to the a little goofy on how you decide it, but Hertz doesn't have to play this week. He's got to buy. I, I ranked them all. I just ranked them all because I think they're I, – I more just want to have the conversation of where you put Brady because so far I have Brady behind all of these guys, and, it, and it's mostly because I think these guys will be able to put up points – easier than Tom will if these guys struggle to put up points and Tom hangs in the game for sure he has an excellent chance of winning I would bet on that game all the time and that's generally how playoff games go they're slower slow starts it could be some weather going on it could be a little tense at times I I, I think there's an advantage where you could you could argue that Tom could easily outduel these guys in a close game I just think all the guys I've listed ahead of him have the capability of putting up more than points than this Tampa team is just capable of and Tom as well I mean he's He's not a young guy anymore, man. All right, he could do a two-minute drill, but he can't do two-minute drill for an entire quarter or, or entire game anymore. He, he doesn't have it in him. Uh, oh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not doubting him. I don't know why I am. I, I don't like that you've already taken this approach. I, I think it's. I had him at seven with a floating Lamar at six. So, like, I really he could have him at six, and you got him at three. Uh, all right, number five. I had Hurts. Who do you have at five? Uh, five is where I got a. Joe Burrow. Burrow, yeah, that's right. All right, and then six, we both had Lamar floating. That's funny. All right, if you're – side topic on Lamar here. If you're Lamar, what's your motivation to play this weekend? You love football, and you want to help out your, your teammates and try to make a run at the Super Bowl. All right, now we talked about this in a vacuum. You take it out of a vacuum. What about if you're, you're Lamar's future, right? You're worried about the next three years. Are you suiting up this weekend? I figure you, you, if you go out there and if you were to hurt yourself again, dude, you know that's unfortunate. Hopefully, it's not way worse or anything. But I mean, after this, you got the whole off season to recover and whatever needs to be done and any rehab or anything. So as long as it's not a super serious injury, I'd say give it, give it a go if you're if you're good. 
And if he doesn't go this weekend, do you think that's it for Baltimore and Lamar? I got to imagine that they, they figure something out. But I, you would have thought earlier on this season, or, you know, in the offseason, they would have come up with, hey, you know, we want to keep you around. We're willing to pay you. Here's what we're going to do. So they, they both kind of went their separate ways. So I just hope that there wasn't you know, any, any bridges burned there. But I would say I'll put it 80-20 that he's back in Baltimore. Uh, what, if, what if Lamar gets hurt this game and that contract just, just changes? Like it's just not not what it was. Like, do you think that's a guarantee this year? Like the, the the problem with this is that there's so many bloated contracts where they screwed up with the Watson thing, the Russell thing. There, there's there's two high quotes on these guys that that got paid what they got paid. And Lamar should have they should have he should have got paid before those guys, and this wouldn't have happened. This is almost where you have the advantage of kind of paying the guy first, as long as he's one of the guys. Otherwise, you're one of the the Plan B guys. It's like, oh, this guy got this, so I should get that. And if it goes the other order or the wrong order like this has well I, like I think Lamar is well deserving of, of all of the money but you know when you saw the numbers before the season I just thought the other teams were kind of crazy for doing that so I get it he's a he's a mobile quarterback when he's healthy he's excellent you had him earlier in the year in fantasy he was spectacular it's been a long time since I've seen that it's a long time since I've seen that as well as this is a very different long Ravens time. this is a very different Ravens team than than before even when he was healthy this is not the same team. This is not the same defense. It's not the same running back. This is a banged up team. I don't think they got it in them to compete against the Bengals. But if he wants to show up and do this, by all means, be the be the all star you want. But if he wants to sit out and he's not a hundred percent, I'm not going to knock him for it. He doesn't have money coming in next year for sure. If he tears his ACL, that that changes finances his finances a ton. Like, do you not? You don't. You don't think that's a scenario that can happen? Buy some insurance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, get some. Uh, at, at that level, you can legitimately do that. You can buy insurance on getting injured. If I, I mean, if that's really a uh, you know major concern, and you're not going to get you know what this everyone's expecting to be this huge uh, right, but, salary. But but if he doesn't but, play at all, I, he won't agree, need insurance. Before, even before he got hurt, he was not playing as well as he was those first uh, you know in, in September. It, it had definitely dropped off. I, I I'm with you. It dropped off, but I, I think that's a little roster related. All right, Bateman. When Bateman was cooking, that was working a lot better. This without Bateman, because it was just Bateman, like and Andrews. Andrews has been out too. Like that, you lose your two guys. Oh which, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I I don't. But I don't think you could just go. And this just goes to, is is he close where he could play, or is he just he's still hurt and he he, he just he can't? Because I, I think if he is able to play, I think he should play. Uh, I, I get what you're saying on. Hey, you don't have a contract for next year. What if you get hurt? But that's kind of what all the guys could say. It's like, well, why, why should I play? I, I might get hurt. It's like, well, then, there, then there's no more sports. I don't know, man. Talk to Demar Hamlin. I, I'm not sure I'd suit up this weekend if I was Lamar. I don't think that's in his best interest. I don't think returning to Baltimore is necessarily in his best interest either. I haven't found a home for him yet, but I, I could I could see this moving on. I, I don't know if this is the best division to stay in. I don't know if this is – just go to the NFC. Look at the NFC. Anybody could win in the NFC. I mean, <laughs> you're picking Tom Brady over every NFC quarterback already. So, like, sure, Lamar, I think you could compete with some guys over there. I, I don't think it's the craziest idea to say that he's played his last game in Baltimore and that he's not going to play this weekend. And I'm saying that. I don't think he's going to play this weekend. It could just be that he's just legitimately hurt. Like, we haven't seen – he hasn't practiced in, in weeks. That's how I'd play it off. I wouldn't want to play off, play my first playoff game without any practice, without any runs, and with, with the, the struggles of this team and the success of the oppo opponent team here too. 
I do think it actually almost benefits them playing the Bengals, where it's like we just seen this team how many times, and we see them all the time every year. Like this is at least a team you're familiar with. You're at the disadvantage of them being familiar with you as well, but you haven't been as familiar with whatever Lamar shows up or doesn't show up. So I, I guess that's kind of a, a question mark there. Oh, that was one of the uh, the, the quirks that I saw. All of the uh, Super Wild Card games this weekend are all rematches. Oh, great. all these teams have played each other already this year, which is just kind of a weird quirk. Yeah, I, w- I wonder. I wonder if they've played. Some of these guys might have had different starting quarterbacks at certain times of the year. So I, I get the majority of the team played each other, but come on. I mean, if Tua didn't play some of these games, or if Dak was out some of these games, or if the Niners had one of the seven quarterbacks that have started for them this year, like they, there's different there's differences in, in all that. But that is exciting. I think that does encourage the the rivalry that I'm trying to ha- make happen out of all these teams. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's go number seven here. I have Tom Brady. Who did you have at seven? Seven, uh, I had Herbert. All right, I had Herbert. I had Herbert four. All right, eight, I finally went with Dak. I don't feel great about it. Who you got? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I had Dak at nine. I got, you know, I, I wanted to put Brock Purdy. This is how bad Dak was yesterday, that I wanted to put Brock Purdy ahead of him. Because I have Purdy next. Whoa, uh, I thought you just said that no uh, no backups over starters. Those go way down to the bottom. This guy isn't a backup. Whoa. Okay, you don't think so? No, I thought he was a double backup. No, I, do you think he's a backup? He hasn't lost a game. Backup. Do you, do you think this team is that backup. good? Oh yeah, dude, he's got Christian McCaffrey on his team. <laughs> I just was waiting for that argument. I so so set myself <laughs> up for it. It's so it's so bad. It, I just wanted to give the guy some credit. All right, I don't think I think. Do you think? All right, so you think how many guys do you have ahead of Brock Purdy then? Ten. And you think all 10 of those guys would be the, the 49ers would be better off with all 10 of those guys if you just pop them in right now? Yes. And whatever's remaining, the, the three behind him or the four behind him, if you plug them in, this Niners team isn't as good. That, that, that's basically what I, all that, this that's means. That's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. See, I think the Niners are, are totally worse off if they have Kirk Cousins, Tua, Geno, Trevor Lawrence, or Daniel Jones. I got all those guys after. I got. Okay, so we're, we're, we're close. We're not we're not that far off. I, I I got him at nine, and I wanted to have him at eight just because of how poorly Dak was. I mean, Dak really was. Dak hasn't had a good week in a, in some time, if you ask me. It's if anything, it's, it's a lot of just Dak Prescott. Like, well, I know that name, Dallas Cowboys. Okay, yeah, let's go. And then you go look. It's like, wait, wait a minute. When when's the last time he threw a touchdown? What what's his QBR? <laughs> well, let's just hold hold on. <laughs> Let's just just run down the NFC quarterbacks here, right? J- Jalen Hurts, sure, solid, great guy, good, good, good player, right? Tom Brady, ancient guy, great player. But those are your first, your top two best quarterbacks there. After that, I'm talking about a debate between Brock Purdy, a double double backup, and and Dak Prescott, and then it's Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Daniel Jones. It's a steep hill. There's just no threats in the in the NFC. I, I don't know who's gonna win this game. Any of these teams could win. I mean, I'm 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 betting on a backup backup at this point, but. All right, r- running out the rest of the list, I got Kirk Cousins at 10, I got two at 11, Geno at 12, Trevor Lawrence at 13, and I put Daniel Jones last. I I didn't feel great about it. I thought Trevor Lawrence struggled this past couple weeks. They had no business winning this game this past week. Jaguars should have lost. They There's no way Trevor Lawrence was going to score a touchdown going in there. The only way the Jaguars are going to win that game was if the Tennessee Titans gave away a turnover on a touchdown, and that's exactly what happened, and now they're advancing on. I don't think they're the better team, and I couldn't put I couldn't put Daniel Jones ahead of that still though I still I still held him back. Uh, how how does the rest of your lineup play out? 
what, what number am I starting at? Uh, go 10 to 14. Okay, 10, 10 I had Kirk Cousins. I had him higher uh, initially, but then I remembered that all of these games are going to be primetime games, so I had to... <laughs> Had to dock him down. I had to really stick with my, uh, you know, with my my year long my year long sticks here. I can't just give him up now. Yeah. So I had Kurt, uh, Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, Tua, and Geno Smith. You went with Geno last. Oh man. All right. That was that was a shot at you. Hey, they got in right. I, they got in. Yeah. You, you and you picked them at the beginning of the year, and I was just like, ah, well, if I put Geno any higher than last, then that just gives fuel to your uh preseason take and i just i just uh, i wouldn't stand for it i didn't want to do it that's fine i think my i think i nailed my picks actually I, the jaguars i definitely didn't have but i i want to say i was pretty confident with everyone else i don't think we were that high in the eagles but there's no way we're that high in the giants either so like those are that whole that whole thing's a little fluky there the nfc was just so bad that i didn't think these would be the teams that survived the badness like these are generally historically untrustworthy franchises between Dallas, the Giants, and the Eagles here were, you know, sometimes it's super hot, sometimes it's freezing cold. It's just not figuring out. Uh, all right, let's do let's do some first-round picks. Uh, let's start in the AFC. Let's go Jaguars, Chargers. I get, This is a home game for Jacksonville. It's another weird thing about how this, this uh, you know, win the division thing. Do you think there's it's worthy of having a discussion, maybe changing this after this year alone, just this amount of home teams hosting? Between, between Jacksonville this, and Tampa. I think this goes exactly to your, hey, doesn't the regular season mean anything? Isn't it important? All the, all 17 games, you know, we got to make sure they matter. I think this is the cousin of that, of why do we have divisions if they don't matter? Like in the NBA, they are used with tiebreakers, and they used to be, I'm pretty sure, this way, where if you were the fourth division leader, you could have teams that were better than you, but you'd get to have the home team, and they – got rid of that but I, i'm fine with it makes it a little a little goofy it's one game and go for it like I, I think the home game is a little goofy but the the one thing that's like we can't get rid of the divisions because i can like you really can argue that like i can't argue tennessee was better than jacksonville like purely like i, I don't have a, a great argument that like though no, you know they, they would have they should have put another team in there same thing with tampa like they, they're clearly the best team like there's three teams that were just so bad below them that that's how we we ended up where we ended up. I, th- I think it's a lot more of a reflection of not necessarily these guys being good, but the, just the whole division as a whole not being good. All the other teams being just especially bad. Uh, all right, so I, I got the Chargers in this one. I I guess on the road, sure. I, I haven't seen enough out of Jacksonville to trust them. I, I didn't even pick them to get in the playoffs. Now that they're in, I'm, I'm not betting on them at all. Chargers could charger, though. This is totally got that written all over it, especially on the road. But this is, this is a game where if you guys want to start taking yourself seriously and charge your nation over there and you want to say, hey, we got the next guy, we got the quarterback, let, let, how about we win a playoff game? Let, let's win a round. This is a winnable game. This is a great story for Jacksonville just getting in, but let's take care of business, L.A. So I'll take the Chargers. Who you got? This will be the Saturday night game? Oh, do you want me to go in order? I can go in order. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the, uh, the, the Saturday night game, the 8-15 uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be competitive. But I will also go with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. All right. Yeah. Let's just do. Yeah. Let's just stay in the AFC. All right. So, uh, or do you want to go in the? Here, I can do the. All right. The other Saturday game. That's a Saturday night game. The other Saturday game. So this will be in the order that they're coming in. So this is this will be the first game Saturday. It's four thirty. It's Seahawks Niners. 
my Geno magic, it's, it's going to run out because the other team has Christian McCaffrey, and you just you can't ever bet against him. It's, it's a complete disaster every time you do. It's, it's screwed me over on so many bets this year. So I'm going to pick him, because, and I'm going to give you just that reason, and I hope it goes completely the other way and that it's just kiss of death. Let's, let's go, Geno. Come on. All right, I'll take the Niners. Who you got? I am also going with the Niners and Christian McCaffrey. I, I just don't think uh, Seattle, they made the playoffs, but – I don't think it was some sort of, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, if the Detroit made it, they had a real late surge and they were looking good. I think Seattle kind of had their surge earlier in the season and they've sort of more limped in and there's not a lot of a uh, lot of excitement where the, the 49ers are on a big, big win streak. They're looking very sharp somehow with with, with Brock Purdy and uh, we'll see if that magic can continue into the playoffs. I think the Seahawks have the worst defense in the playoffs. And you could go take a look at some teams, and that might mean something. But that, that's that's not good. And that the way the running game and the offensive explosion of the Niners is capable of, as well as the, the vice grips this defense is going to put on Geno in a playoff game. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't feel good for that. But all in all, great year for for Seattle, man. I tell you, I'll tell you this: there's no way you would have been here with Russell Wilson, and you wouldn't have some picks coming in, and you know a little cash saving. And I don't know what you're going to do with Geno at the end of this. You kind of have you could do whatever you want. You could sign him. You could bring him back. You can. Have him compete for whatever draft pick you bring in, or, or you let him go and you start over with something else. I I don't know. All in all, you're, this was just a great year for the Seahawks, whether they win this or not win this. So, good for great them. Great year for Geno Smith. Get the guy some from, money, man. From out of nowhere, I I think that is one of the biggest surprises of the year. That not Gino for me. Smith was the starter and was uh no i don't know you i don't know if you called geno smith you said you didn't care who was going to be at quarterback if i remember correctly uh, i didn't it didn't it didn't matter it didn't matter it could have been anyone this would have been the same <laughs> result could have put you put brock purdy in this they would have had the one seed all right they would have been fine oh boy i can't wait for the brock purdy stuff to happen this is this is tom brady written all over him right this is he hasn't lost a game if i remember correctly brady basically goes undefeated i think throughout the playoffs and from whatever he took over i don't think he loses a game till his second season that's what Purdy's about to do right now. I, I I don't know how long it goes, but let's do one week at a time. All right, next game. This will be the Sunday first game, the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. Miami, man, I, if Tua plays, sure. You know, another one up in the air. I, I think they're a little bit more threatening with that, but there's there's just no scenario where I imagine this Miami team suddenly getting everything together. I thought Tyree Kill had a little ankle tweak yesterday. That didn't look great. And I don't know if Tua is going to play, and I don't even know if it's going to matter. This team... They just peaked too early. You talked about Seattle peaking too early. This team peaked way too early. They, After winning five games in a row, I think they proceeded to lose six in a row. That That's it's not a great way to go on, on with your season. It's not a great way to walk into the playoffs. The Bills beat an arguably good defense of the Patriots yesterday that I don't think Miami's going to put up as much of a fight like that. So I'll take Buffalo. I think it's an easy one. Uh, I, are you hoping to a place for this one, though? Does that change anything for you? I, I hope he plays to make it maybe more competitive, but I think the Bills are going to stomp him. The, the Dolphins struggled against the Jets at home, and now they got to go to Buffalo with a team that not only is very good, but also has something that the they're, they're fighting for. I think the Demar Hamlin thing. I think they're going to be just that. That's going to be all over the place. And there's I don't know if there'll be video of him or whatever, but I you know I've been hearing stories about his reaction last week during the game. Now that now it's going to be a playoff game and these guys, uh, they got to be going nuts for this. So yeah, I think uh, Miami is going to get absolutely rolled. Do we need to have a concussion conversation here? I mean, I don't even know what the right answer is. It's not, we're not doctors. It sounds like it's something he shouldn't be doing, but it's also something where like, who are we to say is if he's okay and he's cleared, 
you know, like that's that's his life. This is where that insurance thing for sure. I, if I'm, he's got insurance, right? Like he's, I don't know what the right answer is there. I I just I want guys to be healthy. I don't want guys getting carted off. And if you ask me, somebody who's had this many concussions in this limited amount of time just seems like somebody signing up to get carted off someday. And that this seems that seems wrong. It just seems like an avoidable option, but. You know, who am I? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical person, nor do I know the severity of each of these concussions. I just assume bad, 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 bad equals bad, 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 bad. So like, that's that's kind of where I'm at with this. So, uh, yeah, next game. <laughs> next game. All right, the Giants versus the Vikings. <laughs> I this is this is one where it's like, all right, which magic do you want to bet on? Because this is. <laughs> This is one magic of I don't know how the Giants managed to get in. It's another magic of I don't think the Vikings are actually good. I'm going to take the Giants. I can't bet on this magic on the Vikings. And the only reason I'm taking the Giants, too, is I think they got a little bit better of a running game. I think Saquon's capable of winning a, a low-scoring playoff game. Like, if the Vikings magic kickoff, it doesn't matter who they're going to play. When that Vikings magic works, I feel like they could beat any team in the league. And that's the biggest nightmare of this team possibly advancing is that if this team just gets hot and that desperate late enough in a game, they're capable of, of just catching fire like no other team here. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think the fizzle, the magic is fizzled out, and I will take the Giants. One other argument for the Giants is that three teams in their division are in the playoffs. I think that means that they have to be somewhat be good because three of the teams got in on this division. So I'm, I'm going to bet on them. The Vikings are lucky they got in that Detroit – couldn't take care of business going down, and they got lucky. Like three games at the end here, they got lucky on. They could easily be almost out of the playoffs, if not a way worse seed. So I, I'll take the Giants. I don't feel good about it. Ugh. Just, just saying. Like, yeah, who you got? I'm gonna go with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Uh, Would have preferred if it was the one o'clock game, but it's the it's just the four thirty. Kirk can. He can muscle through a 4:30 game. If it was if it was the late game, uh, then that would be no good, especially Monday night. Oof. That would just be the kiss of death. But 4.30, think he just might be able to stave off the mistakes and help get this team to the next round. Uh, something miraculous will happen, though. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a kick. I don't know if it's going to be a kick the Vikings make or that the Giants miss. But you're gonna, we're going to be talking next week about some miracle that happened in that game. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna, this, is, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be, Zach, I can't believe I wasted my time watching these two stupid teams do all this stupid stuff for all this wild stuff to happen in the last two minutes. Like, I just wasted... Like, just tune in at the end. That's when the madness is going to happen. There's going to be anything funny until then. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this game's like 6-6 until... This team It's just going to go into overtime. It's, it's going to be a miserable game. Uh, all right, next game, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe Lamar plays, maybe he doesn't. I don't think it really changes anything. I do think Lamar is capable of winning a game on his own. I've seen him do it. I haven't seen it in a really long time. He's coming off an injury if he even does play. It sounds like there's some beef going on with the team and that the the future of all this is worth thinking about. But all in all, I'll take Joey Burrow. Bengals are good. This is a good team. This team is in a good groove. I I, I think they're we're hoping to kind of test their competition a little bit against Buffalo the week going over there. I think both teams are hoping there. For that like hey let's get a real playoff game in before they actually start mattering and if we lose this we go home that's a bit of a loss for both those teams I think they were hoping for that but I still think Cincinnati is a way better team than this limping Baltimore team just crawling into the playoffs so who you got I'm also going with the Bengals they just beat them a couple days ago yesterday yeah. so I think it was easy to see uh you know it's tough to beat a team twice in a row but I 
especially with no Lamar, I, I just don't see them being able to uh, generate enough points. And I, I think Joe Burrow is, is ready to go and uh, make another another little playoff run. All right, last game, Monday night. Dallas First Cowboys. Time. I love it. This is the perfect Monday night game, too. Also, the, the rest of the games are – do you expect any of the other games to be good? Yeah, yeah. I think, well, one, the Vikings game, there's going to be some sort of miracle that happens, so tune in for that. And I think that the uh, Chargers-Jaguars game is going to be real competitive. Okay. Right. Th- those those are the ones to watch out for. Uh, you know, the other ones, keep an eye on it, but I, I wouldn't schedule around it. This one I might want to schedule around just because it's going to be a big deal regardless. This is either going to be the Cowboys finally getting it together or the Cowboys doing what they always do while Brady does what he always does. And, and it's either same old Cowboys or same old Brady – somebody's going to blink first. I'm betting on Brady. I, I just think it's such a great story, and I just want to come in next podcast talking about how awesome Tom was just one more time. It sounds way more fun than saying, hey, the Cowboys could potentially win a Super Bowl, which is going to be a nightmare going forward here. The NFC is such a loose area that I don't really trust any of the teams that the Cowboys could certainly sneak in there. I, I think this is the toughest game they, they're going to have kind of going forward, mostly because I think if they lose – it's just so inexcusable, right? Like this just seems like a, a setup loss where, you know, if they lose the, you know, the Eagles in the next round or whatever, so be it. Like that, that's that's a fair start to the season. It's a disappointment, but the biggest disappointment would be losing in the first round. What's gonna happen, Zach? Who you got? Oh, I'm going with Tom Brady. Why would you not? Wouldn't you wake up Tuesday morning if you picked Dak and he loses? You're gonna feel silly. If you pick Tom and he loses, you're not gonna feel silly. And I think that Tom's still got some magic left. I think the team is in, in a struggle, but I think he has uh, he's still got some some tricks up his sleeve. And I think it's gonna be a fun Monday night, first of its first of its kind. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it, but I I, I like uh, like watching Tom Brady. I am a little concerned it is one of the late games. And he has, you know, not been the best in, uh, you know, past his bedtime games. So, but I'm hoping playoffs. It's not regular season. He's gonna figure it out. All right, speaking of Monday night, that's going to wrap up our NFL talk. Let's talk Monday night tonight, college football championship. Big game. Tell me a little bit about it. What, what's 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 the latest in this one? <laughs> so Georgia is a uh, 13.5-point favorites. Uh, everyone is expecting Georgia to win, but TCU has just been such a fun uh, underdog story all year. These are really two uh, kind of like opposite – uh, sort of teams. Georgia is the defending national champion, so obviously very successful last year. Where TCU, uh, I believe they went five and seven last year. So this is one of the crazy uh, turnarounds. Uh, first year head coach, so he's looking to become the first first year head coach to win a national championship. And then uh, just you know, for for podcast related, I happened to bet on TCU to win the national championship before the season started at a hundred and fifty to one. So uh, I'm pulling hard for, for TCU. I wish that they weren't a uh, two-touchdown uh, underdog. Oh, man, I was going to double or nothing you on the, the Podbean subscription here. But you know what? I, I will support TCU and the chances that you winning a huge bet like that. That's always fun to see. It's going to be catastrophic if it's close and you lose. But I, I will Ugh. support that rooting interest. That's, that's exciting. That's just enough drama for me to get tuned into tonight. I'm not immediately drawn in by it. I do generally watch these playoff games. They were good last week. If you ask me, the championship game is actually always generally the worst one where just one team is so much better than everyone else. And that's that's fine. That's that's that happens in professional sports a lot too, but 
I'm hoping we get a close game. It seems like a really hard one to judge. Like you said, this is kind of like a very different teams to compare where it's like, hey, these guys play these, they beat this way, these guys beat those guys, and they play that way. I, I like the underdog story at TCU, so I will ride with you on that, and hopefully hopefully that'll be a fun one to talk about. Huh? What, what are we going to spend some money on? <laughs> uh, yeah, so hopefully that works out. But, yeah, I, I have very low expectations uh, with them being, like I said, two touchdown underdogs. Georgia, really good at football. You know, playing in the, the SEC, they're challenged all year. But like just, just just a close game. Make it a close game, but I think you'll be good because either it's going to be a close game or right away George is going to hop out and just slap him around, and by 8, 30, 9 o'clock, you can switch over to the NBA, no problem. Well, speaking of NBA, perfect transition here. I did want to sneak in a couple topics. Uh, KD is going to be out. He's got uh, an MCL. He's going to be reviewed in two yep. weeks. That's That's not good news. Zion is still out. That's not great news. Yet I think the biggest teams to panic right now you wanted to talk about this, and I, I think it's worthy of talking about, but the Clippers and Suns are both on six-game losing streaks. Phoenix has lost nine of the last ten. That's not great. Clippers have lost seven of the last ten. And it, did you watch the Clipper game where they got blown out so much that they didn't play in the, the, the real players, the starters didn't play in the second half, and then it was the first of a back-to-back, and then the next night the guys didn't play again because they quote-unquote played the night before? I... I didn't watch it, but I was very aware of it. And the situation of, I think, uh, Kawhi played, you know, 18 minutes or something and was just, okay, yeah, normally he sits back-to-backs, but it's like, well... You played 18 minutes, buddy. Played. And, and, and they got, you know, absolutely destroyed. I mean, it was bad. What was it? it was like 30 points. More? I think it was 40 at half. It was absurd. I think it was 50 at some points yeah. of the game. Just it, The game was over. There was no reason to play. One of those ones when you see the, when you see the scoreboard, uh, you know, on the app, you just have to do a double take and wait, hold on. Is, is this a glitch that this can't be the real score? Well, that's not the only score that's been glitched, man. There's been some crazy stat lines out there. 50 points is not what it once was just huge stat lines across the board. There's so much talent across the, the board of the NBA. And I I'm happy to, to compare the differences of the, the parody within the NFL. It's parody, but it's not talent. It's talent in the NBA. This is good parody. I think this is what you want. There's, there's a bit of a sloppy parody, I think, in the NFL right now where there's probably maybe one or two, man, maybe even just one, you know, headhunter team here. But I, I think in the NBA, there's a lot of really good teams that I think are truly competing for it and have legit chances. The Suns and Clippers are, are two good teams that are just going in the wrong direction right now. I don't know if that's something that is expected because of the, the structure of these rosters and the age of these rosters. Is it just getting caught up to them? Like, or do you think these teams need to make a change? Or is the change just play? Like, these guys should just play. I mean, that, 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 that's part of it. With, with the Clippers, I've been seeing just the – you mentioned you mentioned parity on the kind of individual players and everyone, everyone putting up just crazy stats lines. But on the, on the team side of it, just listing off just, uh, you know, almost four, four teams – even more than four teams in each in each div- conference saying, hey, would you be surprised if one of these teams won? And just for a long time, it was, well, the Warriors are going to win. And it's like, well, the Warriors or the Cavs are going to win. And those are the only two teams. Like, maybe something crazy happens, but this is pretty much it. But this year, definitely seems like there's a lot more things that could happen. But some people have had the Clippers on that list. I think I mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the year. I don't trust the Clippers. They don't play. Whether rest or because, you know, right now, Paul George legitimately has a, a hamstring injury. 
So soft tissue, that's never good. That always takes longer than you expect it to. Uh, and now you have the other guys on the team that don't get to do their, this is my role. It's, well, sometimes your role is to be the, you know, the helper, to do all the, all the dirt work, uh, you know, maybe stay in the corner for a little bit. And then other nights it's, hey, you have to do everything. You have to do all the scoring. You have to do all of this. And you got to do it like on a day-by-day basis. So I, I don't think the Clippers are going anywhere. I think this is going to continue to uh, just kind of crater. With the, with, with the Suns, I mean, it just kind of depends on how how old is Chris Paul. Can he kind of keep it going? Or is this this the end of the line? And you know, I'm, I'm willing to kind of hold back a little bit on the, on the Suns just because they're missing uh, Devin Booker. But when Devin Booker comes back, Devin Booker is going to actually play all of the time. So I, I, I think the Clippers, uh, that, that I think we're going to look back on that trade and it's just going to be a huge, oh, what if? Like, what if they had stayed healthy? What is, over and over and over again. And, you know, you look back and it's like, how did these two guys play together and they didn't do anything? I think there was, and it wasn't long ago. Well, I mean, Kawhi in Detroit, not that long ago, was me kind of saying that there, there's, there wasn't good, there wasn't the parody it was now. You know, you could just kind of put, I think you could have put Kawhi on a team a couple years ago and said, hey, we're going to compete for a championship. I don't think that's the case anymore. Not only because of the way that Kawhi has aged and the injuries that have built up, but I, I just think the rest of the league is that much better that he can't just show up and plug into a game anymore and say, hey, you know what? Watch these post moves, man. I'm not going to miss any of these. And, uh, you know, watch this lockdown defense. I got your best guy. No problem. It's been a little bit since I've seen that, as well as I don't think that's going to work anymore. Like, I look at the guys that he's going to have to try and make that work against, and like I don't, I don't know. Like, that's not going to work on Zion. That's not going to work on Luka. That's not going to work on Jaw. That's not going to work on Jokic. That's going to work on Curry. Like, there's just the list of guys that's that kind of attempt of, uh, you know, plug yourself into a game and I'm this good and it'll work like this. I, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I think it's crazy to think you're doing that. And this team has based their entire season in the past couple seasons on basically that happening where Kawhi just turns on the life switch and then, you know, suddenly it's playoff mode Kawhi and let's go. And man, it's, it's been a while, man. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't see him out there. I didn't think it looked great with him finally being out there on the first game of back-to-back, and they get blown up by 40 or 20 or 30, whatever. It's just ridiculous. It's too much. I don't like it with you. I had him as a two-seed coming in because I thought this roster was just so deep that that idea of the roles changing, I thought was going to be exciting to some guys because if you're John Wall, you couldn't even break the roster of the worst team in the league in Houston last year, and now you get to sometimes be a starter and sometimes be a backup to Reggie Jackson. Like, that's that's an upgrade. You know, some days it's going to be great, some days it's not going to be great. I thought that was like a good lane for somebody like John Wall and I thought they got a lot of guys like that Norman Powell just but you're right it's just you can't coach a team like this there's no chemistry this isn't a team this is this is like a a rec league guys where you you can't even get five guys to show up and you're just calling down your your contacts list and saying like who's the next guy I need somebody here now we just need to get a roster together I mean that's what the Clippers that's a a great way of putting it because the fans of the Clippers are the, the, the people that think the Clippers are going to do well. It is that exact model. And then once the playoffs happens, those guys actually do show up. And so the other teams are like, wait a minute, who the hell are these guys? These weren't here during the regular season. Like, no, no, like they're on the roster. They, you know, they, they were just busy those days, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I do want to talk about the other LA team. I, I know you're not going to want to talk. I, LeBron is so good. Still LeBron James is so good. Oh, I want to talk about the Lakers. Uh, did you notice? They're doing really well, Will. They've won five games in a row. And you know what? You know, the Lakers, when they win five games in a row, you know where that gets them? 
still out of the playoffs right now. That's how bad they are. Five-game win streak doesn't even get you into the play-in game right now. I don't care. LeBron James is amazing. I, I don't care. He, his his ability to drive a dunk and his forcefulness of, of the speed he still it's it's all amazing. It's all still amazing. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome to to watch him break uh, Kareem's scoring record as they uh, are out of playoff contention. It's gonna be a lot of fun. If he's gonna play like this, which I didn't think he still could play like this. this. This is some of the best LeBron games I've seen in probably the last three years. Like he, he's he's not gonna be able to carry this load the whole year. It's just too much. This team needs too much work from him, and the fact that he's even giving it to them right now just to kind of keep this chance alive. My guess is is he's trying to keep this just alive enough where they can maybe make something at the trade deadline, some Lakers magic happen where they just completely fleece someone, and and that they'll have a chance because if they don't have any chance, I don't think they're gonna do that. They're gonna just let everything play out, and I I'm shocked to see LeBron give the effort he's giving in the regular season but I don't think he wants to let this just play out either so I, I just he's awesome man he's so good at basketball still I don't I don't think you realize how old he is like he's played against such 38 I just, I just described how good all the other competition out here and yet LeBron is still LeBron like the, like the other teams are better there's younger guys coming in every year that could be the next one of these LeBron guys and he's still doing it I, I just I, I can't even put into words how impressive it is. It, he's really, really good at bat. He's so smart. It's, it's fun basketball to watch. I, I, I know this is a, a mediocre team that's really not worth worth talking about. But there's gonna be a point in time where LeBron's gonna retire. I don't know when. He may do the Brady route, and we'll be talking about this for another 10, 12 years. But I, I just want to appreciate the talent level of, of LeBron and and how long he's been doing it. I mean, I think a lot of the guys that are in the league right now, they're in way better situations than what LeBron walked into. Just as it just as a what? league. Oh, hold on, hold on. What he walked into in Cleveland? He made the decision to go there, and he's made all of the decisions since then. He put himself in this situation. It's not like, oh, how could this? How could this have happened to me? Oh, he, I, I, he's I'm, the one that forced I'm, their hand to trade for I'm Westbrook. I'm talking rookie year. I'm not talking his current situation. Nothing matters this oh, year. I'm uh, saying, okay. I'm saying, have all these other guys walk in and try and get to the finals with Booby Gibson and whatever other team is that? I don't think anyone else really has the skill set to do that. And then there's Lucas trying. He is. He yeah. No. I all right. I'll give you that one. Yeah. He yeah. He's trying. And then Harden a couple of years ago with Houston with the the usage rate. Even Harden had a lot of good players on that team still. Like the, like you know even Eric Gordon's better than anything Luca's got right now. Can we free Eric Gordon from Houston? How how do I get that ch challenge going right now? Is that yeah? A, what is he still is doing? That, is there? that a hashtag? I have no idea. Yeah. I I saw him play the other day and it just made me a little sad because I know he's already been moved around. He was kind of that main piece that got moved around for a couple other pieces that you know he he was supposed to be the you know the other end of the deal be like all right we gave up this but look we got this guy and just just didn't didn't add up i think he's still a quality player though he could certainly help the lakers i'll tell you that <laughs> there's there's plenty of teams i think he could be helpful on uh all right a couple other nba news here the memphis grizzlies are seven and three they're on a six game winning streak the brooklyn nets are nine and one they're on a two game winning streak and the indiana pacers are eight and two on a two game winning streak but you know what those are the teams I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Bulls. I don't know if you've seen this, but the Bulls keep whooping on good teams in the East. They've owned the Celtics. They've owned Milwaukee. Now, granted, you know, there might have been some injuries in all of this. They've owned Cleveland. And it's just it's just impressive, all right? I, I, and it's not even like they just beat any of these teams either. They smacked all the teams I just said. All the teams you kind of respect in the East. They, they beat Brooklyn, too. It's just Is this something or is this nothing? Like I, I, I hear so many rumors of the upset Levine and the... Maybe he doesn't want to be there. Maybe they don't even want him there. And it's, 
I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just telling you, this team has been sneaky against some of the really good teams in here, and I don't know what happens if they get in. I don't think they could string it together for a playoff round. But I do think there's something to be said about being able to beat the good teams. This isn't just beating under 500 teams. Is there something here, or is it just me? I think overall, it it's nothing. The team is a mess. Uh, they are going nowhere. There's going to be a middling team. Uh, just for whatever reason, they're just like pieces just aren't aren't fitting together. But for your specific point that they keep beating the really good teams, that is accurate. And that is one of the things I did want to bring up. And it's a you know, pretty short term because it's the, the game's tonight. But the Celtics are playing the Bulls tonight. And I feel like we've played them quite a few Mondays. And going in, it's like, ah, oh, the Bulls. Like, we, we got a good shot. Like, we, we should handle business. But we have not handled business. And that's one of the few teams that has absolutely destroyed us, you know, earlier on in the season. So, yeah, that was one of the things that I did want to bring up that I was, uh, I like what the Celtics are doing right now after, uh, you know, getting embarrassed in OKC, got their act together uh, against, against Luka. But, yes, definitely have some concern tonight against the Bulls that we just can't figure out, uh, you know, pretty specifically with the, with the rebounding. It's going to be funny when the Bulls are forced to make a trade and it's like, wait a minute, our best ceiling was with that other roster. It's like, yeah, but that other roster wasn't going to make the playoffs. It's like, yeah, but that other roster had a ceiling of of this. Like, I just wonder what GM or what guy in, in behind the scenes over there is arguing like, no, let's let's keep it. And then some other guy's like, there's no way we're keeping this. I, I'm not sure what the right answer is. It seems like if you're a middle-of-the-pack team, you're better off kind of getting out right now, but... I don't know. I, I I just if you're like Miami, do you think like they kind of have that? You know, they show up for big games too, but they haven't been able to do what the, the Bulls have done, and they're only what, a game ahead of them. I, I just saying, keep out for the Bulls, man. They might be just a trap game the rest of the year. They're certainly a trap game for us tonight. Uh, other team that's in hot, Indiana Pacers. How can it, be, it can't be a trap at this point after after they've uh, beat us down. Like now, you, it's no longer a trap. <laughs> now this is just a fr- full uh, you know full frontal assault. All right, well then let's blow them out tonight. Right? Like, I, I hope so. Let's, let's just. But you, I don't think you can chalk it up to a trap game because a trap is when you, you think you're just gonna roll a team and there's there's no concern and that's where the trap part comes in. But this is this is not a trap. They're coming with a a, a big old sword and we better bring uh bring, bring bring a weapon as well. Well, hopefully Levine misses some shots. I, I saw him. What he had like multiple games with 10 threes, something. Something crazy. Just the stats don't make sense anymore. I feel like I grew up in a different era of NBA, being like, wait a minute, this guy had what? Like. Like, I need a new, we need a new, like, double-double used to mean something. I don't mean shit anymore. Like, we need to come up with a new dialogue of, of like, oh, this guy had a 50-20. Like, oh, yeah, that's a standard, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know what the name's going to be, but it needs to be something. These 50 burgers are just happening way too much, man. Anybody can do it. All the time. All the time. Uh, Anything you want to add for the people out there? Well, it was a disappointing end to uh, to the Patriots season, but uh, C's are number one in the uh, in the whole league. So, just gonna kind of ride that out. Yeah, let, let's let's just get the Celtics season in order right now. I'm happily ready to not talk about Patriots for a little bit here. They're they are what they are. I, I think what's the most disappointing part about it is I don't think we were supposed to be as good as we were, and we kind of blew like a chance to overachieve this year multiple times this year multiple times this year we didn't so many opportunities yeah I, I could put the weight of it all in this last game but how many games earlier in this year did we lose by one possession or one little boneheaded mistake or just just the something Green like Bay that game in overtime you know the 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 miami game we, we or the, you know the game that the ladder like there's just so many ladder the lateral game jesus man that, that's how that's why we're not in the playoffs like let's just point right. finger at somebody that that's i'm pointing at that one right but 
Anyways, we'll be back next week and hopefully in a better mood with some great football and NBA stories. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, we'll have an update on some March Madness stuff coming up. It's, we got to get that going, too. I got I to gotta do some bet consequences here. I got to get healthy. I got to get better. And yeah, I got to go skiing downhill with shirtless. Yeah, that's, that's the consequence, right? I'm happy to know that I only got to pay you back for Podbean. But thank you. We'll be back next week. column A, little column B.